Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. For the Holy Spirit, Lord God, and we just thank you, Father God, for who and what you are. And we thank you, Father God, that we operate with the mind of Christ. That's it, Daddy, that we operate in the mind of Christ. We thank you that we are absolutely anxious for nothing, everything in prayer and supplication, making our requests known before you, and you are the God that is going to answer us. So we thank you, Father God, for answering every prayer request today, Lord God, that you see us, Lord God, when no one else sees us, Father. We thank you for peace, and we thank you for truth, and we thank you for love. And we thank you for unity and we thank you for discernment, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we are able to discern you, Lord God, and that we will not be wise in our own eyes. We thank you, Lord God, that we will not fall into any trickery of the devil today, that we will be mindful of our conversations, that we will be mindful of the texts that we send, Lord God, that we will focus our thoughts upon you, Lord God, that everything we see about, we think about is for your glory and for your kingdom, Lord God, for you are the God of hills and valleys. My God, you are the Lord, our shepherd, and we shall not want you lie to you. You lead us by the peaceful streams. You're with us. If we're in the valley, you're with us. If we're in hell, you're with us during coronavirus. You're with us. If our finances are bad, you're with us. If our finances are good, you're with us. If our health is good, you're with us. If our health is bad, you are that God, you are with us and you never leave us and you never forsake us. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, for a fresh wind blowing Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for who and what you are, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for grace and mercy and love. I thank you, Father God, that your love is shining bright on us. I thank you, Lord God, that we set our minds on things above, Lord God, and not things below, Lord God. We love you so much, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Lord, help us to get to the meat of this today, Lord God. Do not allow us to quench you, Holy Spirit. Be persistent in our ears. Be persistent in our spirits. Be persistent in your conversation with us. Coach us. Be advocator. Be strengther. Be comforter, Lord God. Be teacher, Holy Spirit. We need you today more than ever. We need you today more than ever. We drive out every force, every spirit of darkness, my God, everything that's been clouding us, everything that's been looting over us, Lord God anything that has tried to bind and tie us to our past. We drive out those dark forces right now. Quicken us quickly, Lord God. My God, come quickly, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the justice of God is being prevailed in this earth, Lord God. Your judgment is on Corona. Your judgment is on unrighteous legislation. Your judgment Father God is on the spirit of darkness. My God, we thank you, Father God, that end time revivals are breaking out. And even though we may not be able to gather like we want to, Father God, that revival is still seen on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, Lord God, in our Zoom chat rooms, Father. We thank you that we are anxious for absolutely nothing, everything in prayer and supplication making our requests known because we know you are the God that answers us, Lord God. My 
God, strengthen us. My God, strengthen us. My God, we need your strength. We need your grace. We need your mercy. We need your love. We need your peace. My God, we need your justice, Lord God. And we ask that you judge these situations quickly. East wind judge coronavirus. West wind, you blow in the favor of the righteousness. We thank you, Father God, for supernatural blessings and supernaturally supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, the doors are being opened that no man can shut. And Father God, we thank you. You are our healer. Every tissue, every fiber, every cell, my God, all of our nerves, everything in our body aligns with the word of God, Lord God. For Jesus was already bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace, Lord God. My God, and by his stripes, Lord God. Father God, as we come to know him better, we walk in total healing spirit, soul, and body. We thank you, Father God, that your spirit is all throughout the earth. That angels are encamped in neighborhoods, in the White House and city government. Lord God, we thank you for righteous governments, Lord God, and righteous legislation, Lord God, and that we will not be consumed by the time. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. So we honor you, Lord. We love you, Lord God. We honor you in thought, deed, and action, Lord God. We will only think on those things that are pure, lovely, and good report. We thank you, Waymaker. We thank you, King of Kings. We thank you, Lord of Lords. We thank you, Great I Am, my God, you are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. Glory, 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 glory. You said open our mouths wide, Lord God, and that you would fill them. So we open our mouths wide. We wide, Lord God, wide, Lord God. We out open our mouths wide with praise, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And in the name of Jesus, we bind every stronghold, every principality off of this devotional this morning. Satan, you cannot be here. Spirit of lust, you must go. We drive you out. Spirit of toxicity, you must go. We drive you out. Father God, and we rest in your presence and your presence alone. We thank you for grace. We thank you for peace. We thank you, Father God, for joy. Father God, we thank you, Father God, that the word is simple, Father God, that even a child can understand it, but yet it imposes and encompasses great revelation. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God, for giving us ears to see, for opening the eyes of our understanding. My God, we thank you, Father God, for bringing us into covenant relationships and partnerships, relationships that glorify you in Jesus name. My God, we thank you. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you. We thank 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 you. Thank you. We drive out the spirit of sexual immorality and anything tied to that perverseness, pornography, Father God, homosexuality, anything that's been in our life, that's been driving us away from you. We drive it out. The spirit of lust, we drive it out. My God, the spirit of covetousness, we drive it out in the name of Jesus. The spirit of lewdness, we drive it out in the name of Jesus. The spirit of control, we drive it out in the name of Jesus. The spirit of complacency, we drive it out in the name of Jesus. The spirit of bitterness, we drive it out in the name of Jesus. The spirit of regret, we drive it out in the name of Jesus. Jesus, my God, you are an everlasting 
Father. You are an everlasting Father. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Rest here. Sit here. Settle here this morning. Settle on this devotion this morning. My God, every sexual and moral spirit that has been plaguing us from birth, from childhood, Lord God, even if it came in at the point of molestation, we drive out that stronghold. We drive out that spirit of darkness in the name of Jesus back to the pits of hell from which it came, Lord God. We will not be given over to lustful pleasures, Lord God. We will bind our mind to the mind of Christ and bind our will to the will of God. And we will walk in your holiness, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for redeeming the time. For all that darkness has consumed, that you are redeeming the time and that we not give over to lustful pleasures. We thank you, Father God, that we are anchored in your truth and we rest in your holiness. Jesus, give us your holiness, Lord God, creating us a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit, Lord God, every relationship that is not unhealthy, Lord God. We drive out the force of darkness that has had us tied to those relationships for way too long, my God. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God. Yeah, we said you came to set the captive free. You said who he who the Son sets free is free indeed. So we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, that your word is forever settled in our heart. We honor you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We will not make any more excuses. We will not, we will not make excuses for why we're not, for why we're not. We're not going to make another excuse. We will not make excuses. We will honor you in thought and deed and action right now. We break up every fallow ground, every generational curse that has ever been spoken over our life, every word curse that has ever been spoken over our life, every word curse that we have ever spoken out of our mouths. We drive it out right now in Jesus name. We pluck it up. We pull it out. We render it no void, useless and brought to no effect. And we thank you, Father God, for giving us your holiness, my God, for clothing us in dignity, Father God, for clothing us in our right mind, Lord God, so that we can walk in the full benefits of who you say you are, Father God. We thank you for all things in Christ Jesus, my God. God. Yeah. Push Nisi. push past the pain, push past the regrets, push past the past. It is time for you to live and live into the fullness of who Christ Jesus called you to be. My God, I thank you, Lord God. 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 I thank you that the devil is defeated and under our feet, my God, in Jesus name, Lord God, we lift you up. We thank you that you hear our prayers. We lift you up. We glorify you, Lord God. We lift you up, Lord God. You are sovereign. You are just, you are true, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for opening doors. No man can shut. We thank you for brand new homes, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are preparing homes for those that desire to have a home, Lord God, not just to say they have a home, Lord God, but that a home that will glorify you, Lord God. Give him the keys, Lord God. Open the doors. We thank you for unconventional ways of financing. We thank you, Lord God, that they do not have to be subject to credit or to debt. My God. Unconventional ways, Lord God. Unconventional financers for kingdom, Lord God, those that will rise up and take a chance on your people, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that they do not have to be a slave to debt, Lord God. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear. Put those people in their 
path. Lord, we thank you for supernatural finances, Father God. Father God, that you would give seeds to the sower, not just to have finances, Lord God, so that we can kingdom build, so we can put money in church and money in the ministries, Lord God. And we can we can fund kingdom, as you said, Lord God. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You said you would honor those who prayed for the peace of Jerusalem. So Lord God, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that the same mind that is in Christ Jesus is in us today, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for portals and doors being open. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. We thank you, Father God, for doors and being open, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the righteous is never forsaken, nor your seed begging for bread, Lord God. We thank you. You are opening doors that no man can shut. We break and loose the curse and drive out the spirit of poverty over our lives. Poverty ends today. Debt ends today, my God. And we walk in the kingdom finance, Lord God. We are kingdom finances, Lord God. Our finances line up with kingdom, Lord God. Not for lustful pleasures, Lord God. Not so we can obtain more things, Lord God. It's not about things, Lord God. It's so that we can honor you, Lord God. Lord, let our hearts be right towards yours. We repent. We repent, Father God, for strongholds that have led our decisions financially. We repent, Lord God, for not seeking you in our finances. We repent for any time we broke and ate the tithe. We repent, Lord God, for any time we didn't sow and you told us to sow. We repent, Lord God, for holding on to money you were trying to get us to give away, Lord God. We repent for not being in faith, Father God, so that you could put more in our hands, Lord God. Increase our capacity to understand what you're trying to do in our lives financially. Give us a kingdom mindset towards finances. Let us not be wasteful. Let us not spend money on lustful pleasures, Lord God. My God, let us honor you in thoughts, deeds, and action, Father God. We rebuke, Father God. You said you would rebuke the devourer for our sake. So in the name of Jesus, we drive out the devourer. Anything that's been eating up our crops, anything that's been coming for us. My God, I thank you, Father God. I bless you. I praise you. I glorify you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Thank you. 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 My God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you and thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We lift up, Father God, to you, Gabrielle Braggs and Haley Hall. You know what they stand in need of, Lord God. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you are restoring their body. I know for a fact you are a miracle worker. So Nisi keeps posting about them. They both need kidneys. I think that's what Nisi says. And here's what I want to tell you. We serve a supernatural God, right? And I'm being for real. Like I've experienced the supernatural power of God and we will limit God to what we can't see. And God is the God of miracles. And this is how I know God is the God of miracles. Can I share with you my own testimony? I remember one time my husband needed to go in to have a port put in. He had to have a device put in. And when he went in to go have this port and this device put in, they were searching in his body and they were looking, they were looking for a, a vein or an artery, um, for them to put it in. Right. And when they went in and they were looking, the doctor said, 
hmm, right? The doctor said, hmm. And, and my husband came out and said they were in shock because I had a new a new vein or a new artery, I can't remember, grow that they had never seen before. It seemed to come, look like it came from the back to the front so that they could access and hook my port. The doctors was like, that was not there. Um, they didn't know where it came from, but they said it looked like you grew a new artery or an, and a vein in place so that you could receive this port. Well, the same God that grew that um, artery in place for him is the same God that can grow a kidney. He can produce a kidney through someone else. He is the same miracle working God. He is the same miracle working God in the name of Jesus. He will create new. I just believe in miracles. He will grow things back. They were like all his veins, all his stuff had collapsed on that side. All that it's a vein. Thank you. All that stuff had collapsed on that side. Everything had collapsed. And when they went in, they were like, my God, there is a vein. Like there is a vein that's there that shouldn't be there. And they were just amazed. So we serve that kind of guy. And then I want to tell you something financially. I, and I'm just being real. I just, I want to share this with you. This last year, I have had so many problems with my tires. Like this last year, every time I turn around, there was a nail in my tire. I have had more flat tires than I have ever like I've ever had ever, but my car is for ministry. I use my car for ministry. That is what my car is for. I have had more flat tires this year. I've had more problems with my tires this year. But when I tell you, God said he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will every time I am not lying. Every time I had a problem with my tire, someone would call me to check on my car every time, every, like every time, like every time that I had a flat tire, every time someone would call me and check on my car or someone would see me and be like, okay, what's, what's up with your tires? And then it wasn't just that they would see me. It's just, they would come in and be like, let me take care of your tires for you. Right? So even though the enemy was coming in like a flood to get me in despair or to be me, to have me overwhelmed, it just happened recently. Like I had a flat tire. I had another issue. When we went in, there was a nail in the issue, but there was someone, someone right there and was like, let me take care of this. I don't, I don't want you consumed by this. I want you to say, so he really literally will rebuke. And I have strange tires on my car. They're hard to find. So he really literally will rebuke the devourer for my sake. So I went in and needed, I thought I was coming in for one tire. And when I went in, God wound up giving me three brand new tires, which I didn't even know I needed three brand new tires. And the Lord was like, that's what it looks like when I rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's what it looks like when people always want to know, what does it look like when I rebuke the devourer? That's what it looked like when God comes in and rebukes the devourer for your sake. So what I'm saying to you is it doesn't matter if the weapon forms, it's not going to prosper. Like it's not going to prosper. And so 
We can't be so consumed and like, oh my gosh, another, mm -mm. it does not matter what you see, right? Not, not matter what you see. He said, Yara, he will provide for us daily. He said he would give us daily bread. I'm talking about every time I turn around, something was going on with a tire. Every time, like every time I'm like, Lord, I'm not getting ready to deal with this tire. I had some other issues going on with my car. They told me I was going to have to replace something. I said, I'm not replacing it. God, this is your car. You replace it. This, this, I never, ever, like I never, ever had to replace the part because God is supernaturally taking care of my car. But I also honor him with the tithe. I honor him in offerings, and then I make sure I'm a good steward over my car. I'm gonna keep my car clean, I'm gonna keep my oil changed, but he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's how he honors us. Those are the kind of things that he will do for us. And 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 sometimes we just have to adjust our thinking so that we can witness God for our sake, right? So that we can witness God for our sake, so that we can experience the power of God. Let me read a scripture to you, and then we're going to get into today, read a scripture over you, and then we're going to get into today today's devotional, all right? And this is Luke 18, and this is the seventh and the the eighth verse. This says, then the Lord said, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. So when you go to the first part of Luke 18, chapter 18, this is the parable of the persistent widow. And it says, one Jesus told his disciples of a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request, right? Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice? That's where you ought to run. <laughs> That's where you ought to run. Don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many will we find on the earth who will have faith? I don't know about you, but that right there seals the deal for me today. I'm going to stand in faith because God has heard every prayer I have prayed. I just have to continue to renew my mind so that I can remain steadfast, right? That's why we've been so busy spending time talking about our righteousness, understanding our righteousness. God will bring justice to every situation. There is no battle you have to fight. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. There is, there is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You might need to say that to yourself. Even as if you're going through a fiery trial right now, there is no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And then shoot your little self over to you, Luke 18, and say, you know what? Learn this. God will surely give justice to his chosen people. And I'm a chosen people who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth 
who have faith. God is going to serve justice for you. My God, do you know how big that is? And, and so that's why we're renewing our mind and our word. That's why we're learning to pray in faith. That's why I've been giving you seven steps, right? To renewing your mind. That's why we've been going through the steps. That's why we've been trying to understand how to pray prayers, how to be bold in prayer, how to stand steadfast in prayer. So we're going to continue renewing our mind. We're going to, we're going to continue to focus on who we are in Christ Jesus, right? We're going to trust the deliverer, right? Come on, Holy spirit at the point of conversion. I need you to, I need you to go back there for me at the point of conversion. At the point of conversion, I was, I was brand new. I think you might have to reset your mind in that every day to build your faith up, right? To, you, to build your faith up. You might have to set your mind in that every day at the point of conversion, at the point I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior at the point that I came out the water, right? My mind was renewed and I was made over, right? I, my mind was renewed. I made over. You may have to say that so that you can walk into all God's promises for you so that you can understand that he's going to answer your prayer so that you can understand that he's going to give you the, you were brand new. I don't care. And every time, here's what I love about repentance. And when Jesus died on the cross and when he got off the cross, this is what I love about that, right? His resurrecting power did not stop at the point of the cross. His resurrecting power did not start at the point of the cross. We get to experience his resurrecting power in our lives every day. Every day we get to experience God's resurrecting power every day, right? Every day he's burning something up in us. Every day something is being renewed in us, right? We just have to continue to step to just live by faith. It might not make sense right? It might not overwhelm you. So today I want to give you some steps to be bold in prayer. I want to give you some steps. I want to give you some more steps to being renewed in your mind because we've got to renew our mind and understand who we are in Christ Jesus and see what it looks like for us to continue to walk in a sober, sober mind, right? What does it look like for us to walk in a sober mind? So let me, let me give you this one, ask the Lord to guard and direct your mind. Ask the Lord to guard and direct your mind. Lord God, this is it. Come on now. Ask the Lord to guard and direct your mind. Lord God, I need you to guard and direct my mind. My mind is my place of my intellect, my reasoning, and my intentions. And my behaviors begin in my mind, right? So every bad behavior I have, every behavior that I have that's not like Christ, where did it begin? It began in my mind. Every bad behavior, every wrong thought I had, every negative image I have, every image of self, every destructive thought I had, every hateful thought I had, every lustful thought, all of those things began in my mind. So you're gonna have to begin to pray and ask the Lord daily, Lord, I need you to guard and direct my mind because right now the enemy is trying to press so many images in us, 
so many images in us, so many thoughts towards us. Um, he's trying to lower our morale and our self-esteem. He's trying to push us into places so that we don't walk into justice and that we're not trusting God, right? The enemy has absolutely no control of your mind. So I have to ask the Lord, this is where I ask the Holy Spirit for help. I need you to help and guard and direct my mind. Um, way too often, we do not simply ask God for his protection, his direction and oversight of his mind. Like way too often, we don't do that. We don't spend enough time asking God, we, you know, I'm not going to think those things today. Do you know when we do that? I'm not going to think those things today. That's in our own strength. But when I invite the Lord in and I say, I say to him, Lord, I need you to direct and guide my mind. I need your protection. I need your direction. I need your oversight, right? I need you to keep me. I need you. I, I need you by your spirit to keep me firmly set and focused today. <laughs> my, my, I, I need you to keep me set and focused. I need to be so focused today. So Lord, I need you to God. I ain't got to try to do it in my own strength. Lord, I need you to guide and direct my mind. You, not me, you. Because when I try to control it, my thoughts end up way over there. Come on now. Come on now. And in the pursuit of righteousness, right? Remember, he has to be involved. Now, you've got to also begin to recognize your source. Come on now. Of self-focused and self-defeating thoughts. Where did these self-focused thoughts come from? Where did these self-defeated thoughts come from, right? And we know for a fact, self-focused thoughts, anything, because what's the scripture? We're to think on things pure, lovely, and good report. The mind of Christ thinks on things above, right? And so if my thoughts are so supposed to be on things above, then if I am self-focused, if I am inward, if I am woe is me, if I am consumed in myself, if I'm thinking of myself, if I'm drowning sorrows, if I'm drowning my problems, if I'm overwhelmed with my neighbor, if I'm thinking about what someone else is thinking or doing, right? If I'm in somebody else's business, those are self-focused and self-defeating thoughts. And the first attack of the enemy is to get us to be distracted and disarmed, right? We're to be distracted and disarmed. And so if he can get you into a position where you are self-focused, right? And where you are self-centered, right? Then he's going to win, right? And so when I'm in a thought process where I'm consistently and constantly self-defeated and self-focused, right? Then I've got to have the Holy Spirit alive in me so that I can recenter my thoughts. Because sometimes I'll start thinking that I'm depressed or something mm -mm, in Jesus name. I, I'll start thinking I'm depressed or overwhelmed. And it's really the enemy attacking my mind because he knows if I come self-focused, he knows if I become I'm walking in self-defeated thoughts, then my mind is encumbered. It's not cumbered by the word of God. And so I need to pray some more. I need to confess. And here's the mistake that I know we make often. I'm not going to say you, I'm going to say me. I might do a little bit of confession, a little bit of word, 
right? But then I do not pause enough to allow it. Come on now. I don't, I don't pause enough to press in and allow it to be continuous. I was dealing with anxiety and, uh, and I, and as I was dealing with the anxiety, I, uh, was watching a sermon and the woman was talking about how she had been dealing with anxiety. Right. And so every time the anxiety came, she said, I let the anxiety dwell there. She said it was not until God birthed revelation in her spirit, went over to Philippians, be anxious for nothing, everything in prayer and supplication, right? Yes. In the name of Jesus, come on y'all in the name of Jesus. And so it was not until she began to look and see the difference, right? And she, it, she began to see the difference that she began to know this anxiety is not from God. And she said, so simply one day she woke up and said, God, you didn't give me this anxiety, anxiety. You need to go in the name of Jesus. And she said, here's what happened. The anxiety left. And so I was experiencing the same thing. I was laying there and I was having some anxiety come up and I said, you know what? This anxiety has absolutely nothing to do with you. This did not come from you. You are not causing me to be anxious. Anxiety, you must go in the name of Jesus. Like in the name of Jesus, you must go. And so he began to do it. So we have to replace our self-focused thinking with a focused mindset. And so to focus my mind, it takes some work, but I'm going to have to be purposeful in my actions to set my mind on Jesus. Like I'm going to have to be intentional to set my mind on Jesus. I'm going to have to recognize when my mind is starting to go over all over the place to pull away and set my mind on Jesus. Let me give you some scriptures. Colossians three, one and two says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things of the earth. So go back. If I'm self-focused, if I'm inwardly focused, right? If I am in this, this place and it's not pure and it's not lovely and it's not good report, that's the judgment. Is it pure? Are my thoughts pure, lovely and good report? Remember, God is never condemning. He is convicting. When the Holy Spirit brings us conviction about something, it's usually about something we have not confessed. When we confess a sin and, and the thoughts keep coming and coming again, that's condemnation. That's from the enemy. So if my thoughts keep coming and coming again, that's condemnation. That is not from God. Holy Spirit. Spirit conviction reveals things in me that I yet have to deal with that, that I yet have to know that's what the Holy Spirit conviction has to deal with or the Holy Spirit conviction does. So, so for those of who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on things of the spirit. That's Romans eight and five. Ask yourself, right? Ask yourself, is my mind set on the things of the spirit? Is my mind, is this spiritual that I've set my mind on? If the thought is a pure, lovely, good report, and it is not on things of the spirit, then I'm not getting ready to spend any time letting that toxicity in my mind. 
mind. This is so, 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 so big. Like this is so big. So I'm not going to let the toxicity see my mind. Then Philippians four and eight, right? Yeah. Come on. Help you to focus. Come on, Meredith. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, we think on these things. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say then honorable thoughts. So if I'm thinking towards someone else and it's not honorable, if my thoughts are not pure towards the situation, if my thoughts are pure of anxiousness, haughtiness, strife, and all this other stuff, and if the Holy Spirit is in you, he'll reveal it to you, right? If my thoughts are not lovely, if the thoughts are not commendable, if there's not any excellence in my thought, if the thought is worthy, is not worthy of praise. See, that's something new that just woke up in my spirit. Is this thought worthy of praise? Is this thought worth giving any time to, right? And if this thought isn't worthy of praise, then what? And then the next part of this is I rest in the truth that I am accepted and loved by Jesus Christ, right? Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm accepted in the fact that I'm loved by Jesus Christ and whatever I'm lacking, can I tell you the best deliverance that I ever had? Whatever I'm lacking, whatever it is, whatever it is I'm lacking, I don't have to try to make up. I don't try to have to have to try to put, pretend myself to myself. All I have to do is know that wherever I lack, Jesus makes it up. Can you say that to myself? My God, whatever I lack, Jesus is going to make up for it. I don't have to have it all. I do not have to be um, strengthen. I just need to start thinking on things I need to know. So in, in, in faith in Christ Jesus, we're at peace with God, my God. So at faith in Christ Jesus, we're at peace with God. That's the first thing you need to know. Say I'm at peace with God. Romans five and one says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not in strife with God. Me and God are not at odds. I'm at peace with God, right? Man, I'm at peace with God. I know Shanita. I think that's worth saying again, whatever I'm lacking, Jesus makes up and I don't have to continue to try to make stuff up. And I get to take to Jesus all of my inadequacies and deficiencies because really I'm not deficient because Jesus makes up and puts in my gaps. So I'm at peace with God. Well, therefore, since we have been justified by, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm at peace with God. I am not. So when thoughts are coming in my head that are accusatory, condemning, negative, that is not from God because I'm at peace with God. I'm at peace with God. <laughs> like I'm at peace. I'm at peace with God. I'm not. God and I are not at odds. Right. So God is not trying to afflict or stub or take the Lord trying to take me out. Now the Lord ain't trying to take you out. That goes against everything. That's God. So I'm at peace with God. That's the second thing. The second thing is in Christ, we are free from accusation. So there is therefore no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Anytime accusations come in, right? Anytime accusations come in, that is not from God. Anything accusatory is not 
from God, right? And the next part we need to remember, we are children of God and heirs along with Jesus, right? The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, my God, I am, ch I'm a child of the most high King and the spirit as well himself has been trying to bear witness for us right? The spirit has been trying to bear witness in us. He's been trying to tell you, you are a child of the most high King. You do not have to live in a lower version of yourself, but because that truth has not resonated in our heart. And the only way that truth is going to resonate in our heart is that we, we find our identity in Christ. And when I say you find your identity in Christ, it means that Jesus Christ is the central, the central fact that influences all my present circumstances and determines my future. Jesus, can you, my God, do you know how big of that is? Jesus Christ is the central fact, the, cent, the central fact. That's who Jesus Christ is. He is the central fact and he only influences. That's why I said, whatever you lack, he makes up. He only influences my circumstances and determines my eternal future, him alone. And then you accept that as a gift, right? If God is going to bless you with something, you accept that as a gift. You're given that as a gift. My God, and accept that, right? Right? Lord, I'm accepting. I'm accepting Jesus Christ is the central fact. Like that's it. Self-condemnation is not from Jesus. There's no fear in God's love, right? So when I'm drained, when I'm defeated, when I'm overwhelmed, no, I accept the fact that Jesus Christ is my beginning and my end. He is my future. And the more that I begin to think like that, I will be transformed more and more into the image of God. And then the mental attacks will stop coming. The mental attacks, they come differently, but you're able to recognize them. The only reason we ascribe to those mental attacks is because we thought that those attacks were from God and none of that came from God. And then we're going to repent all of the steps that I gave you today. We're going to repent. We're going to go back and we're going to repent. We're going to repent all. We're going to repeat. I'm sorry. We're going to repeat all of the steps that I gave you today. And anytime I start thinking, condemning thoughts, anytime I start thinking. So here is something that I say and I do. Um, my friend Jess and I, we were talking about it. We are real. Rest the thought quickly. Quickly. Anytime the thought comes up and it's negative. That thought is not from you, God. Immediately. I'm not even giving it a chance to sit there. That thought is not from you, God. And the more that I've done that, the more I've seen that. This, that's not your thought. That's not your thought. Or I'll just start telling the devil, shut up. Shut up talking to me. You don't get to talk to me. Shut up. You don't get to talk to me about that person because God is not giving me those types of thoughts about that person, right? So discernment for something, God may reveal to you something about somebody, but if God reveals to you something about somebody, he's also going to give you the strategy to pray. He's also going to give you the strategy to pray. 
he's going to come in as well. If he reveals to you something isn't right in their life, if he reveal, he does it to me all the time. I, he gives me revelation about someone because I'm an intercessor and he needs me to discern and pray. He doesn't need me to judge. He doesn't need me to judge the situation through my natural eyes. And so if something comes up about somebody else, something in my spirit is quickened, they ain't right. They keep coming up in my prayer time and my mind and my thoughts. It's not, it's not. Mm -mm. Okay. So I discern in here when it's in my head, it looks differently. Right. And so when I turn around, it's like, okay, okay. Um, this, this ain't my from you. So then he's going to turn around and going to say to me, this is what you need to pray for him. And often he'll tell me, you need to pray the eyes of their understanding, be open to the hope and call of who I'm calling them to be in Christ Jesus. They don't know who they are yet, right? <laughs> they, they don't know who they are yet. And since they don't know who they are yet, then I'm praying for their eyes. You pray for my spirit to be in them. If I give you revelation that they've got a hardened heart, you pray for their heart to become tender. Like that's how you need to talk. That's the kind of things that you need to do. I'm not giving you thoughts it's about somebody else to condemn them, right? And then if the thoughts are about you, I'm gonna cast down the enemy and every negative unworthy thought, every negative unworthy thought. I'm going to cast that thought down. I'm going to cast down wicked imaginations and I'm not going to put my mouth on myself and I'm not going to put my mouth on you. Right? So I want to read this prayer over you and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I want to read this prayer. Here's the prayer. It's a prayer I found and I've been praying. I've started praying this prayer over my life and I'm going to post it so that you can pray it over yours as well. Sometimes when you don't know what to pray, God will send someone who knows what to pray. And then when they share that prayer with us, guess what? You take that prayer and you begin to pray. You don't have to have all the answers, especially when you're being built up in the things of God and you're not as sensitive to the voice. You don't have to have, that's foolish for you to think you don't have, you have to have all um, the answers. That's foolish that, or there wouldn't be preachers and teachers and prophets and apostles. You don't have to have all the answers. Pride will make you think you have all the answers to this day, <laughs> to this day. I know I don't have enough answers to this day. I seek out wise counsel to this day. I know that I can't give you anything without the Holy Spirit. I, I, I would be foolish to tell you I can't. I used to be so prideful and think, oh, I study and I spend so much time in prayer. And God was like, you better shut that mess up. <laughs> Every bit of revelation that you have, you have for me, anything that you understand you have for me, you better lower yourself. And I had to do that. I had to turn around and I had to lower myself before God to realize that this mind has got to be the mind of Christ and the mind of Christ is humble. And the mind of Christ does not exalt itself. And the mind of Christ doesn't boast and brag in this self. I need the Holy Spirit. Every I need him in every conversation. I need him in every conversation. I, I don't, I don't have to have all the answers and I need you Holy spirit to help me. And then if I need a laborer, you'll send me the laborer. And then I'm not afraid to go get wise counsel. I need, I seek, um, I got some leaders around me. I'm seeking them every day. Yeah. And you have to humble yourself. So this is the prayer we're staying in today. Like this is the prayer we're staying in today. It says, dear Lord, I want to, I want to grow in you and have more of you in my life. 
I pray that you will strengthen me, using me and my talents to glorify you. I thank you for loving me and forgiving my sins each day, every day. I pray you will reveal yourself in my life. Give me your wisdom as to what I should do in every situation and strengthen my obedience and what you ask of me. Show me the right path to travel and correct my ways if I stray. Show me ways to show and spread your love to those around me. Clear my mind to receive crystal clear clarity when you speak. Help align my heart and mind and their purest form to be an imitation of you. Thank you for answering all my prayers in your perfect timing with your perfect answer. Even though I may not always understand in your name, in Jesus name. Amen. So I'm just praying. I'm praying that. And when, as we pray that we all stand in faith, yes, God align my mind with yours. Let me be clear in my thinking. Let me be able to discern your voice. The enemy is very crafty. He can speak to you in I statements and make you think it's you. He can speak to you in scripture and make you think it's the Lord. And so you got to be able to be, especially if he's speaking to you in scripture and it's wicked. Like if he's using scripture to justify you to be mean or to justify you to be haughty or to justify you to be ugly, he'll do that. He's divisive like that, right? He spoke the scripture to Jesus. Jesus just ignored him. Jesus just spoke the word back to him. That's why we got to renew our mind in the word. Jesus didn't speak to Satan on his own terms. He spoke the word right back to him. And when he realized he was strong in the word, my God. Then it, then, then it changed things. And so you just got to make sure I'm asking for clarity and asking him to help you. Do not negate where you need. I need help. Lord, help me. I got, I need help. I have a meeting today. I said, help me. I only, Jesus only spoke what God said. Lord, I don't want to have casual conversations that do not glorify you. If it is not bringing you glory, I only want to speak what you say. Right. That was my very prayer this morning. Let me only teach what you want me to teach and let me speak only what you want me to say. I don't want to speak nothing else. I don't want to just have conversation for the sake of conversation. I don't want to just do things that exalt myself or I don't want to do that. Let me give you another prayer strategy. Remember, we've been working on these prayer strategies for ourselves and our nation. It says pray for God to fill his people intensely and pray for the people to be brave, for the people to be brave. Romans 9, 1 and 3 says, I'm telling you the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience testifies with me, enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For if it were possible, I wish that I myself were a curse, separated, banished from Christ for the sake of other salvations, right? Pray for the lost by name. If you know someone is lost, pray for them by name. Pray for them by name. If our nation is lost, pray for them by by name. That's our prayer strategy. We pray for the lost. We pray for God to fill his people intensely. We pray for, I'm praying for you to be brave and bold in the things of God and nothing less. And that you will begin to meditate on the word of God, which is Jesus, <laughs> the word of God every day and night. Remember your mind, whatever's in your mind is what you're going to produce. 
my God, am I thinking? And this is so abnormal to us because we have been so normal in our thinking that we thought the way that we thought was from God. But a lot of the way that we have thought has been because of culture, because of what people have taught us. And we've been, I understand why people don't have TVs. I, I do. I promise. I understand now why people don't have TVs. I understand why certain religions don't let certain things in their household. I, I do. I promise I do because it just gives you a distorted perception and it takes your mind off the word and you're not being as effective as you should be. I promise I get it. I get it. I get it. My God, he said, my sheep know my voice. Lord God, keep us sensitive to your voice. I, I want to do you one more favor this weekend. We have feed the streets on Saturday. If um, you've never been, been a part of feed the streets, I want to see you. I would love for you to be able to volunteer. But the other thing is I need you healthy. <laughs> if you have been sick, if you've been feverish, Please do not come. We need you to come and be healthy. We're going to pass out seven, 500 meal kits. And so we definitely need enough um, volunteers, I, but I need you healthy. I don't want you. I want you to be healthy. I need you to be healthy. I don't know. I want, I don't want you to come and you've been sick, right? So feed the streets is Saturday. I would love for you to become a part of this. The other thing I want to do is extend the opportunity for you to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. If you ain't received Jesus, the battle in your mind is going to continue. Period. The, if you haven't received Jesus, the battle is going to continue. And Jesus is not to control you. Jesus is to love, condition, condition you and transform you so that you can transform into your true image of what God designed you to be here for. You are not here on accident. You are not a mistake. You are here because God set you in this place and at this time so that you could walk into the fullness of who and what you are and uh, and who and what God called you to be. And so I need you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I need you to make the decision today. You know what? I'm not going to wait on being saved. I'm not going to think I'm saved. What I'm going to turn around and do right now is I'm going to make the decision today to be saved, right? And then was dear Jesus, I know I've sinned against you. <laughs> I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come in my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best as I can. And then I thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And I promise you, Jesus is going to do exactly what he needs to do for you. I promise you, Jesus is going to do exactly what he needs to do for you. You can't ask him that and he not do it. And then my last request to you is, will you consider become a partner of this ministry? Hit the website up. Find out how we're involved in our community. Um, become a monthly partner. So see whatever it is, however God lives, just if the Lord leads you, my God, to connect to LMJ Ministries, consider becoming a partner with us. I love you so much. God loves you. I hope you take these scriptures. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.